killing the world as they prove to the famous podcast. It's the hottest message out there. When I'm killing, I'm always proving it's the same. Yeah, the hottest podcast out there. Oh, yes. Very informative. When I'm home, Tim, I'm always tuned in for days. He has the hottest podcast out here. When I'm home, Tim, in the world, I stay tuned to the famous podcast. It's the hottest message out there. I'm about to get on their ass this time. I'm about to get on their wrong. The police could kill a man on camera and get qualified immunity. And I'm tired of beefing with my own kind. I'm trying to find some unity. Tired of the foolery. The system abusing me. I gotta ride with the tool of me. This shit ain't cool to me. But I'll be damned if I let you niggas make a fool of me. So I keep two me. Uh, I done came a long way from the block with breakdowns. Finally opened my eyes when I had my daughter. Got tired of them shakedowns. The way I survived the game is still pain in my heart. I got a lot to say now. And I'ma show my whole ass on these motherfuckers. I ain't about to play around. Whatever happened to freedom of speech? Cause they telling niggas what to say now. When guilty ass don't wanna hear the truth, try to act offended, shit pitiful. If I was you, I'd be miserable. This war we fighting is spiritual. In other words, I'm doing God's work when I turn thoughts into artwork. My words fly like darts work, specifically designed to hit the target. They don't even wanna teach history the way it's meant to be because the shit is heartless. I might not change the world, but it's a chance I can spark the brain that's gonna get it started. Many die for me to walk like this, for me to talk like this, but the peace to Marcus. Got my eyes behind the scope, and I ain't taking number headshots. I got great aim, but my four five still came with a red dot. I got in this game, and I put this bitch in the headlock. Are the Turkish armed forces fighting for Hamas? The images of a group of people heard speaking Turkish attacking an Israeli army tank brigade caused a huge echo all over the world. After the incident, in which a large number of Israeli tanks were destroyed, eyes were once again turned to Ankara. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken, who was received quite coldly during his visit to Turkey, stunned the whole world with his statement after his talks with his Turkish counterpart, Hakan Fidan. Is the U.S. support for Israel coming to an end? Turkey, which has long been known to take steps to normalize relations with the Israeli government, has abandoned this attitude as of October 7th. Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan's calling the attempted attack by Hamas self-defense and announcing that they have canceled all negotiations with the Israeli government have raised allegations that the Turkish army may soon become involved in the war. In this process, despite the warnings of the United States, which is seen as Israel's biggest ally in the war, President Erdogan's failure to withdraw his statements of support for Hamas also caused great tension within NATO. In addition, the Turkish government announced that it had recalled its ambassador to Israel, citing the humanitarian tragedy experienced in Gaza as the reason for this decision. In the face of successive moves from Turkey, Israeli Foreign Ministry spokesman Lior Hayat accused Erdogan of supporting illegal organizations. Turkey's position on this issue is quite clear. Turkish President Erdogan, explaining that they had warned Netanyahu many times to stop the Israeli army's attempts to attack Gaza, said, Netanyahu is no longer someone we can talk to. Meanwhile, the images that appeared only a few weeks after Erdogan's statements, in which he also said that the Turkish army was ready for military and humanitarian support for the Palestinian people, changed everything. 
The presence of some Turkish-speaking people in the back of a mortar attack on an Israeli tank brigade in a video released by the Hamas organization caused a huge echo all over the world. During the attempted attack in which about 20 Merkava model Israeli tanks were destroyed, a person was seen clearly speaking Turkish, while Hamas militants were preparing mortars. This situation brought to mind the allegations that the Turkish army was secretly sent to Gaza to support Hamas. In the process, retired Colonel Douglas McGregor, who served in the U.S. Army for many years, further raised concerns when he touted Erdogan as the only man with the capacity to destroy Israel and claimed that Turkish soldiers would join the war in Gaza in any case. As it is known, in recent days, the Israel Defense Forces have begun to organize ground operations against northern Gaza. The Israeli army, which has been sending a large number of soldiers, tanks, and armored vehicles to the borderline for a long time, was planning to completely destroy Hamas in the Gaza Strip, thanks to these ground operations. However, Hamas, which is trying to block the Israeli army's advance through tunnel lines that reach kilometers in length, recently claimed that they had repulsed the IDF back to the Israeli borders. The Israel Defense Forces claimed that this withdrawal was a conscious move and that they did not have any weaknesses. The whole world predicted that after these statements, the Israeli army would launch a much bigger offensive. But the facts have not been like that at all. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken, who met with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu after his visit to Turkey, demanded that the Israeli military put on hold its attempts to de-conflict attacks on the Gaza Strip in accordance with a humanitarian pause. U.S. Secretary of State Blinken, who recently decamped to the Turkish capital Ankara, met with his Turkish counterpart, Hokan Fidan. However, the fact that only Ankara's deputy governor came to greet Blinken when he got off his plane showed once again that Turkey intends to protect its attitude towards the United States and Israel. During a long-term meeting with Turkish Foreign Minister Hokan Fidan, Blinken evaluated the crisis in the Gaza Strip and stated that the United States has launched a large-scale effort to further increase humanitarian aid convoys for the Palestinian people. Turkish Foreign Minister Hokan Fidan, on the other hand, considered the Israeli military's operations against Gaza as a disproportionate use of force and once again called for an immediate ceasefire. Blinken was also expected to meet with Turkish President Erdogan after the meeting. However, it is claimed that Erdogan refused this meeting. After a decently tense visit to Turkey, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken, who met once again with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, spoke about the need for a humanitarian pause in Gaza. This call for the Israeli army to stop its offensive operations for a while made the Tel Aviv government very uncomfortable. After the United States, Israel's most trusted ally since the beginning of the war, requested a ceasefire of sorts. Prime Minister Netanyahu said that a ceasefire was out of the question and only small pauses could be allowed. Turkey, on the other hand, found the U.S. offer of a humanitarian pause insincere and once again stated that they could become a guarantor country for a ceasefire. Turkish President Erdogan, who suggested that the short-term pause of the Israeli army will not provide a tangible solution on behalf of the Palestinian people, said that the Israeli army should urgently withdraw from Gaza. Turkey's National Intelligence Agency chief Ibrahim Kalin announced that Turkey is continuing negotiations with both Hamas and Israel to ensure a ceasefire as a guarantor country. Erdogan claimed that Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has lost the support of the people. Erdogan's rhetoric against Israel has also had a huge impact on the Turkish people. Since October 7th, anti-Israel and anti-war protests have been held in many critical regions of Turkey, especially in Istanbul and Ankara. Law enforcement officers had to intervene after a group started throwing stones at the building, especially protests held in front of the Israeli embassy. President Erdogan, who once again made a public statement on this reaction of the Turkish people, said, It is impossible to completely break ties, especially in international diplomacy. The only person responsible for the regional conflicts in the Middle East is Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. What he needs to do is to stop this crisis by taking a step back. Despite the U.S. saying that Turkey should apply pressure on Hamas to release the hostages, 
President Erdogan stated that the hostage crisis would be resolved only if Israel also released the Palestinians it had detained. A few days after this announcement, the IHH Humanitarian Relief Foundation, which originated in Turkey, organized a protest with a large number of Turkish citizens. Citizens departing from Istanbul organized a march with Palestinian flags in front of the Incirlik U.S. military base in Adana. Turkish citizens, who have started to implement a boycott against Israeli brands in recent days, organized pro-Palestinian protests in front of many companies and organizations that are alleged to support Israel at the country's borders. In some areas, these organizations were directly attacked with stones and sticks. Erdogan, on the other hand, continues to call for a ceasefire to end the turmoil both in his own country and in the Middle East. Do you think that Binyamin... Sinn Féin stand with the Palestinian people. Just as we have stood with those from every corner of the world, of every race and of every creed, who loudly and proudly declare in our thousands, in our millions, we are all Palestinians. In our thousands, in our millions, we are all Palestinians. In our thousands, in our millions, we are all Palestinians. Akarja. Akarja! Akarja! Can I ask you to please give our next speaker a very special Ardesh welcome? A welcome on behalf of all Irish Republicans and pursuers of peace, freedom, and justice everywhere. A welcome that reflects the affinity of the people of Ireland with the people of Gaza and Palestine. Please, Akarja, give a special Cade Mila to the official representative of the people and the state of Palestine in our country, to Dr. Jalan Wapa Abdelman, the Palestinian ambassador to Ireland. Mohammed in a school playground in the UK, 2,000 kids come running and you don't want any of them. Eclectics are all weirdos, they're up there with the Asians, the Islanders fed to the best of times, H-tube said Muslim, what can I say? Most people are raping their own mother. And they collected all the men and there, they shot them, they have machine gun and they killed them all them. And they killed everyone. They opened fire for all people. Most of Khanun's men killed in that day. More than 700 people killed in that day. All of the children there became orphans. My name is Nasri, Nasri Ahmed Hassan Ali Abdu. I was born in Yafa. Muhammad Khalid Abu Mahmoud. I was born in Yafa. Naif Muhammad Mahmoud Hajjaj. Born in Alma. Saeed Muhammad Al Isawi. I born in Al Jalazoon camp. My name is Atif Karim. I born in Palestine in Hamidiyya. Mahmoud Muhammad Sultan. I born in Jaffa City in November 1944. My name is Adnan Abdel Fattah. I was born in the village of Burqa, Nablus, March 1945. So that makes me about three years, more than three years, older than the state of Israel, which was May 1945.
48. I was born in our Biara. Biara means farm. My father and my mom and uh, the rest of the family of my father all living in the, the house together in our Biara. My dad and mom were living in a small village, but it is about six to seven kilometers far away from the sea. And they were having about 40 kilo or four to six acres in their area. When I was three and a half years old, Ben-Gurion declared about establishing Israel in Palestine. When I was born, there was always a bit of conflict because always we see people being kicked from their homes or leave the homes, they come back to their home and somebody else took the place and they have no right in it. So when I was very little, I remember my father staying home all the time, most of the time, because what happened in 1948, there was a Nakba, people were kicked out of their houses in Palestine and some were kicked out of their jobs in Palestine. In 1948, the Jewish settlers start bombing Jaffa from everywhere, and the people of Jaffa haven't any weapon to defend themselves. I remember that uh, the Israeli forces, they came to us and they bombarded us by a plane. Hey, y'all, don't slip on what he just said. He said Jaffa. It's Jaffa in the, in, 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 in the scriptures. So they telling you what the name, the name was really originally was before they start this flam flam. Don't be sleeping on the conversation, man. Y'all get up. In 1948, the Jewish settlers start bombing Jaffa from everywhere. And the people of Jaffa haven't any weapon to defend themselves. I remember that uh, the Israeli forces, they came to us and they bombarded us by planes and by tanks, by the Israeli forces. The people of Jaffa, they run from place to place under this pressure. They start to push us by force. In the beginning, they use the guns and they use tanks. But when we reach around the port, they start to bump us from plane. They started to escape to the beach of Jaffa, to escape by the sea, to Gaza Strip and to Lebanon. And there is really Greek ships waiting to help them to escape to Gaza and uh, Lebanon. They separated the two groups, right and left. The people on the right, they later, under the force, they moved in direction of West Bank and uh, some people of them stay in Qilia. When the Israelis occupied our city, our village, Kufrana, my dad was outside the village. He was with the fighters, with the resistance men of Palestine. My mother, with small children, they left the city, the, the village. When the Israelis go into Deir Yassin and Kufr Qasim and kill all the people, and we get scared, they start to drop a Bible. They ask us to leave from here, from the village. And of course, the people get scared and left the village and go and they ask they leave for, for one week. After that week, you come back. And we didn't come back. Anyhow, we were going to Jordan. When we come back from the beach to our home, my father asked me to ask about what happened to our neighbors. And first home, Sadoni family, they, are, they killed three brothers. And one of them, he held his child and he said to the soldier, to Israeli soldiers, please don't kill me for the sake of this child. He said, you and your child. His child leg cut from the end and he died. And when I go to their home, I saw their bodies still in the home. They go to the other homes, other homes. Most of Khanyunis men killed in that day. More than 700 people killed in that day. All of the children there became orphans. It's big massacre. They killed the men of Khanyunis city and they collected them in groups. Every group between 30 and 40. 
person and they are ordered them to look to the wall and they shoot all of them. There is auntie of my father. She live in the area of uh, Yaffa, but I don't remember exactly the town. The Jews came to the town and they killed everyone. They opened fire for all people. All people there pass away except two. Her, her brother, old one, and her son. Before I left Palestine, they were the Israeli scare us. They made Daria scene. They kill most of the people there. In Kufur Qasim, they kill all the people. The another village, uh, they get scared. The everyone, every father, he want to take his kids and go out till the war is finished. They, they came in the morning and they killed all the men. They collected all the men in, 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 in the area. And the, there is a big area in, in, in Alma and they collected all the men in there and they killed all the people, all the men there. there, there. They shoot them, they, they have a machine gun and they killed them, all of them. In front of everybody, yes sir. I was witnessing that, I was witnessing there, yes. My friend, Abdullah Hamouda, he was 12 years old at the time. He was in a group. His teacher, Mr. Alam Alami, beside him, he said to him when they ordered them to look to the wall, he said to his teacher, they will kill us. He said, don't be scared. Come in front of me. And he put him in front of him and they start shooting him. Most about 35 persons killed. Still, Muhammad still alive. When the killers moving in their car, he tried to get up, his leg is broken, he can't get up, and he's still moving on his back until he reaches their home, and they, their neighbor fixed his leg until he go to the hospital, and he came to the, to the school with six, and that still in my mind from that time, I can't forget, I'm still suffering until now from what happened to our people in Khanyun city. Yafa people, we have our registered of our biyarat or our lands over there. Up to now, I have it. It is kept in one bank here. I kept all the document given from my father to me, which is our wills in Yafa. They stolen the land, they stolen the things. Yeah, but the document with us, inshallah, in the future, when we back to our country, we can use it. We have a house in Yaffa, house and land in Yaffa, not far from the water. It's, uh, it's called, it's called Hayin Nuzha. When I went the last two times there, our land was not occupied by anybody. And there was a, 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 a blue, blue strap, white blue strap surrounding it like a fence. It wasn't a fence, just a strap. They can demolish it, but they, I don't know why they left it and other houses as well for other people. They all strapped with a blue, a blue strip and they just kept empty. After one year, they came to the camp and they informed the manager of the where they can to call my father. And they came and sat with him from eight morning up to two afternoon. They asked him about many things. Then my dad, in a very smart manner, simple way, he said, yes, you are talking that I am sick, I am old and you want to give me the money for my land to have fun. What I will do in that money, I might die tomorrow, after a month, a year. Allah knows, God knows. So why I will sell my land and take that money and throw it? I don't want to sell my land. I will keep it for my children such that they can utilize it. He was thinking that we will return back to our home land in Yaffa, Kufrana, shortly. He was expecting something, liberation will happen, but he died in 1971. Well, I was all my life dreaming to go back to Palestine. Till day, till this. Now, I want y'all to analyze this fam. So, the Jewish people been pushing this Holocaust quite, this Holocaust, Holocaust, ho the Jewish Holocaust, Holocaust. And want everybody to have empathy, sympathy. Now, when they come over here and steal people, this is what America did to the Native Indians, the indigenous people in America. See, you see the tactics that the Americans 
did to the American Indians than they doing to the Palestinians. They slaughtered them people, fam. They, 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 they murdered them people. They, they did this before. So, what make what was then is now and what was now was then. See, they did that. Now they continue going to do some more damage. Oh, Israel did. Israel did. Israel did. And yo, I was, you know, when I'm going through my little informational booth, I hear some clowns saying, well, some, some person, some old, that's why I said we got some brothers. I ain't going to even say it. But he going to say, I stick with the uh, Jewish people because they keep the commandments. See, the mind people, that they don't even know that these people are doing no good things. So you're going to fall behind people that did these things to other people. You heard the man's story. He was there. You heard those guys' story. They was there. They got paperwork. They got ear work. And they got heart work. Because they seen all this stuff happen. Because they went over there and stole that land, but they ain't the true children of God because the true children of God was over there in captivity and slavery because we didn't do what we supposed to do. Our forefathers and the Most High put us in slavery and made us, made us lose our land. You see how the dots are made up, y'all? But that was our land because that was the land of Canaan. All that. Did the Most High promise us the land of Canaan? We was occupying that land, doing our thing, whatever. Then I guess we must be doing what the Jewish people were doing because we're in a situation like this. Don't know, don't have a recollect until I guess our dying our spirit bring us back to remembrance. Until the most high bring us back to remembrance. Let's analyze. Anti-war voices have begun to rise within the U.S. administration. The efforts of powerful states such as Russia, China, Iran, and Turkey to unite in the Middle East have begun to make the United States and Israel nervous. With the recent move of Russia and Turkey, the United States had to take a step back. The Russian mercenary company Wagner is taking action against Israel. The violence of the deconfliction between Israel and Hamas continues to increase day by day. In the early days of the war, Many NATO countries, especially Turkey, criticized Israel's attacks on Gaza. However, recently, the United Nations General Assembly called for an immediate, permanent humanitarian ceasefire in Gaza and demanded a cessation of hostilities. 120 countries voted in favor of this decision, while 14 countries voted against it. 45 countries abstained, including the United Kingdom, Germany, Canada, Australia, the Netherlands, Ukraine, Finland, and Sweden. With these countries remaining in the deconfliction, European countries have made it clear that they have changed their minds on the war between Israel and Hamas. Soon after, the Biden administration began providing military support to Israel. The United States has taken action to send military experts after the weapons and ammunition so that the ground operation that has begun in the region can be advanced in the best possible way. Soon after, he sent aircraft carriers and Navy ships. The United States, which has sent more than 20,000 soldiers along with these Navy ships to support Israel, stated that it will continue to provide military support to Israel. One of the issues that the United States was worried about was the attempts of countries such as Russia, China, Iran, and Turkey to have power in the Middle East. Russia and Turkey, which have been continuing their activities within the borders of Syria for a long time, may intervene in this deconfliction between Israel and Hamas. Turkey, aware that this war also poses a threat to them, 
does not want Israel to become the largest power in the Middle East. All Muslim countries are supporting Palestine in this war between Israel and Hamas. Although no military support has been provided, countries such as Yemen, Syria, Lebanon do not hesitate to attack Israel. However, for the United States, the main threat in the region is that three major powers such as China, Russia and Turkey are located opposite Israel. While Turkey's relations with the United States have been decaying recently, relations between Russia and Turkey are getting stronger. After a while, NATO countries also decided to cut off their support to Israel due to Israel's attacks on Gaza. The U.S. administration took an interesting step when NATO countries began to take an abstentionist stance. The United States, which wants to strengthen NATO relations again and buy time, has requested a meeting with Turkey. On top of this, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken paid a visit to Turkey. However, it drew attention that Antony Blinken was not met by any Turkish government officials at the airport during this visit. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken was scheduled to meet with President Erdogan during his visit to Turkey. However, President Erdogan did not want to discuss Blinken with disdain. President Erdogan organized a trip to a different city during Blinken's visit to Turkey. Blinken met with Turkish Foreign Minister Hakan Fidan and held a two-and-a-half-hour conversation about the war between Israel and Gaza. Foreign Minister Hakan Fidan demanded a ceasefire in the region from Antony Blinken. Secretary of State Blinken returned to the United States after completing his visit to Turkey and made some statements about the issue. Blinken, who expressed that concrete steps will be taken in the war between Israel and Palestine, stated that his priorities are decontamination of civilians in the area. Just a day after Blinken's statement, there was a statement from the United States that it does not support the Israeli occupation of Gaza. As Israel's attacks on the Gaza Strip continue, the U.S. State Department has stated that they do not support the reoccupation of the Gaza Strip. Israel, which withdrew from the Gaza Strip, which it occupied in 1967 and 2005, had control over the Gaza Strip until 2005. Now, will Israel, which is trying to regain control by destroying Hamas militants in the Gaza Strip, be able to achieve this? These statements by the United States have put Israel in a very difficult situation. Fearing that Russia and China are gaining power in the Middle East, the United States has begun to take a stand against Israel, preferring NATO instead of Israel. The attitude of NATO countries towards Israel was the biggest factor in these statements. Do you think Netanyahu will continue this war if the Biden administration cuts off its support for Israel? Rumors that Russia intervened behind the U.S. cutting off support for Israel have also taken their place on the world agenda. It is a fact known to the whole world that Iran supports Hezbollah and provides military support to Hezbollah. The Iranian government, especially the Lebanese Hezbollah, provides weapons support to Hezbollah militants in many countries. But Russia's recent attempt to get involved in this war has also led to a further increase in tensions in the Middle East. Recently, rumors began to appear that Hezbollah militants were using Russian-made missiles. Soon after, the U.S. press shared an article that Wagner, a Russian mercenary group based in Russia, had stepped in. The U.S. press announced that according to the intelligence they had obtained, Wagner mercenaries were in communication with the Lebanese Hezbollah armed organization. Wagner Company is said to be providing the Panzer S-1 air defense system to Hezbollah forces. These air defense systems, which can shoot down Israel's F-16 and F-35 fighter jets, are also very effective against hypersonic and ballistic missiles. Another source says that the Russian mercenary group Wagner is likely to open a second front against Israel, and that the SA-22 model air defense system will be sent to the Lebanese Hezbollah. Two 22 model air defense system will be sent to the Lebanese Hezbollah. This air defense system has anti-aircraft missiles and air defense weapons. These negotiations between Wagner and Hezbollah are being closely monitored by the United States. The provision of these air defense systems to Hezbollah forces is seen as a source of great concern. After the emergence of these allegations, the Russian embassy refused to comment on these allegations. As it is known, Adrienne Watson, a spokeswoman for the White House National Security Council, said that they know that Russia refuses to condemn Hamas 
for the terrible terrorist attack on Israel, and they are aware that a meeting with Hamas officials was recently held in Moscow. After these statements, the possibilities that Wagner and Hezbollah are cooperating against Israel have increased even more. One of the countries that reacted the most to Israel's attacks on Gaza was China. The Chinese government has removed the Israeli name and flag from popular Chinese digital apps platforms. Although China officially recognizes the Israeli and Palestinian governments, it surprised everyone that such a move came from China. The Chinese government is one of the countries that wants a ceasefire between Israel and Palestine as soon as possible. A spokesman for the Chinese Ministry of Defense recently announced that naval vessels belonging to the Chinese People's Liberation Army are located in the Middle East. The whole world thought that China was sending these Navy ships to the Middle East because of the ongoing de-confliction between Israel and Hamas. The U.S. administration has put pressure on China to make a statement on this issue. Chinese Defense Ministry spokesman Wu Qian said in a statement that the presence of ships belonging to the Chinese People's Liberation Army in the Middle East has nothing to do with the deteriorating situation in the region. The ships are located in the region to perform escort duties. If you want to be the first to be informed about the latest news, don't... So this is the guy's a Palestinian. up this phase just trying to holler at y'all see what's going on had a lot on my mind reminiscing trying to figure out these things that are going on my mind trying to figure out some puzzles I'm not here to start nothing I ain't trying to start nothing just got some things that I want to get done some things that I want to get solved some things I want to enlighten myself with so maybe y'all take a time and to get the opportunity to stop by and listen to my thoughts. Hope so. Very intellectual. So, if you get time, just holler at me. I'm reminiscing all in my room. Just trying to figure out a whole lot of things. Until then, y'all have a great day. And thank you for coming in and listening to me. Thanks. I'm gonna keep it like an island boy. I'm gonna keep it like an island boy. I'm just trying to make And I'm an island boy. I'm gonna keep it like an island boy. And I'm an island boy. I'm just trying to make And I'm an island boy. I'm gonna keep it like an island boy. These streets keep calling. They don't want me to leave the life behind. Staring at the stars, wishing I had the time. But my kids need food and my girl needs me. Sometimes I dream that I'm finally free So baby, don't play me, I ain't no toy I'm a prisoner here, but I still make noise And I'm a child and I'm body with all my boys I'm a street kid now, but one day I'll be an island boy I'm just trying to make it, I'm an island boy Island boy, I'm an island boy Well, the old Jason came out in the middle of Sam's. I went down there and deposited that check for that machine. And this young man called me, told me it would be July the 6th before I could get my money. And I told him, I said, look here, you son of a bitch. That's communism. Yeah. And so they put a little girl on there, and I'm sure she was doing her job. And I got to saying, fuck this and fuck you and fuck everything about that bank and I'll be down to get all my fucking money out of there. I'll cash that fucking check. I'll do whatever the fuck I want to because I ain't going, motherfucker. She said, I'll have to hang up on you. I said, that's fine. I'll be down there. And I showed up down there. You know, I used to do all that shit for dope. Dope whores, dope houses, dope cooks. Yeah, I was about it, about it. Well, God got a hold of me, and I started resonating with the common man, the motherfucker that swells my heart, the blue-collar son of a bitch that works his ass off, has a little sweat mixed in with his nuts. Well, I found something worth fighting for, right? And when it comes to my business and my ability to create and build shit that's important to me, 
ain't going, motherfucker. So I went on down the door, and she met me at the door. And I apologized. I did. I said, you know, I, she said, Mr. Davis, we're going to make them funds available Monday. So that's good. That's good. As I reminded her, I said, look here, woman. I'll fight for your kids. I'll fight for your children. I'll fight for this country. But I got a job and a business, and you're strangling me. And that is communism. And I'm not the one. I'm not going. And that's all it takes. That is exactly the solution to swing this shit around. You got to tell them, hey, I'll yank all my money out of your bank. I will be at the door. You will give me my check back, and I'll drive that motherfucker to Indiana to the bank that they issued it. And I'll cash that motherfucker if I have to, right now, right here. And if everybody gets on the same page, if we define in this nation the fucking word unity, which will be tattooed right here on me, unity, that, hey, it doesn't matter how you have sex. We just don't want you fucking with our children. Hey, it doesn't matter what color you are, who you marry, what the fuck you believe in. All that matters is that there is opposition and you understand that it is not your fellow American. They believe, they say, they talk about the same shit you're talking about right now. The enemy is the elected officials of our government. And they must go. If you cannot stand and put your hand across your heart when a flag and a star spangled banner comes on, guess what, motherfucker? You need to find another country. Because we're going to get in this nation the fucking concept and idea that just like Rosa Parks on that bus said, I ain't fucking going. No more. And if I have to die tomorrow to prove it, at least I died for something that would reshape a country of greatness rather than a fucking spoon and a dope syringe. So fucking be it. Great life. But I want to inspire you to stand up and remind them every fucking day, hey, I ain't fucking going through English. There was an event that took place back in the late 40s known as the Babylon Working Ritual. Now, this was a ritual that was carried out by Jack Parsons, uh, JPL. Uh, Jack Parsons was not professionally trained, yet he was tapping into high technology and building rockets. How do you do that without any type of formal training? There were no rocket programs in America before Jack Parsons. This guy was tapping into you know, theosophy, Thelema, Thelema, the, the religion of Aleister Crowley. Uh, he was a disciple of Aleister Crowley, and he was working with uh, L. Ron Hubbard, who was the founder of Scientology. Babylon working was successful, according to Jack Parsons. Uh, matter of fact, Parsons said in his Antichrist Manifesto that they were successful and that a child a child was conceived in that act. After that, you had the Roswell incident, you had the Kenneth Arnold uh, sightings, you had in 53, there was uh, the swarm of UFOs that flew over the White House. Um, and so there's this, this uh, unleashing of supernatural activity that took place after that ritual was performed. Alias to Crowley, the foundational figure of Thelema and a significant influence on once sketched a being he contacted during an earlier ritual named Lamb. The visage of Lamb bears an uncanny resemblance to modern depictions of grey aliens, with its oversized cranium and piercing almond-shaped eyes. Could magical rituals, like those of Crowley and later Parsons, serve as a bridge between dimensions or realities, possibly connecting to extraterrestrial realms? One of the bombshells that we dropped was that there's a declassified federal document. Anyone watching this interview can go find this document. It's on the FBI vault. Uh, document 6751, it's a document from the 40s. It was written by a prominent member of academia and it was submitted to the FBI. In this document, they make a case that entities are not space aliens, but that they're interdimensional or extra-dimensional entities that are crossing over from a plane known as the ethereal plane. 
Now we know, uh, as just researchers of the New Age movement, we know that that is where the ascended masters are supposedly said to be on a high level. This ethereal plane is very popular. Uh, you know, when you talk to people who astral project, people who channel, people who remote view, people who want to tap in or go on a trip, an ayahuasca trip, a DMT trip. A few days ago, Elon Musk said some very interesting things on the Joe Rogan podcast, and no one seems to be talking about it. He said that there are death cults in existence that are eroding the very fabric of civilization, and they want nothing more than to see the extinction of humanity. Check this out. It's almost like a death cult. It's a death cult. No, no, it, it, that is exactly right. Um, it, it, uh, it, it's essentially the uh, extinctionists. Like, it's in the limit, it is that they're propagating uh, the extinction of humanity and civilization. Um, and, and there's some people who are, are like most, most of the time it, it's, it's implicit, they don't explicit, but sometimes it's explicit. Like there was a guy on the front page of the New York Times uh, who literally has the thing called the extinctionist movement um, and he was quoted on the front page of the New York Times as saying uh, there are 8 billion people in the world but it would be better if there were none. And I'm like, well buddy, you can start with yourself. Yeah. Um, Does he have friends? That's what always fascinates me. <laughs> well, here he is. That guy. Uh, he looks like he's not long for this earth. Israel's minister is now saying that Israel is contemplating dropping a nuclear bomb on Gaza. This is getting out of control. They already done displaced a million people, done killed about 15,000 kids. To me, it almost seemed like they targeted the people. If they target the civilians and they kill off the civilians, then they can take control of the land. They're not worried about a Hamas. This is their land grab for that canal. Did y'all know it's about $700 trillion worth of gases up underneath Gaza? They ain't gonna tell you that part though. Listen, there's enough gases under Gaza that would rival the resources in Africa. You're talking trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars. These people are willing to stop at nothing to get their hands on that gas. They up here talking about killing men. First they was going to kill them, then they was going to displace them, put them in the, in the desert. But don't nobody want the gods and people over there. And so Israel, in order to keep control of that land in that area, because it's a money hub, that area over there between oil and natural gases, it's very, very lucrative. But they'll blow everything up and kill everybody before they ever let the gods and people free. But can you imagine dropping a bomb on the people who you stole their land and then want them secluded in a little area and then you say, let's wipe them off the map. You stole their land. All right, so all over the Arabian social medias, I've been seeing that they've been posting posts like this. All the Arabs gathered together against the Israelis, those Caucasians which call themselves Jews. That all the Arab nations are gathered together against them. Now, this mentality in which they have is but it's biblical prophecy. They, their mentality for them to gather together is biblical prophecy. Now, they seeing what's going on in Gaza. All the all the Afghanistans, all the Pak all the Pakistan. In which have fled from the persecution of America into America, into France, into Germany. They're, they're resonating with what's going on with the Palestinians. And now they have it in their minds. Like, yo, we need to unite. We need to gather together. 
and this whole thing, all these posts in which, in which, uh, in which, if any of y'all see, but in which I'm seeing of the of them as lions gathered together against against little America, against the Israelis, is all biblical prophecy. You might be wondering to yourself exactly what part of the Bible is this visioning, because I'm over here saying that this is prophecy. It's prophecy. Exactly what part of the Bible does it show it? Because the Bible is the only prophetic book. The the Quran does not have prophecies because there's never because because Muhammad was not a true prophet. The Hindus don't have no book of prophecy because they they be no god. They worship an elephant. So this is the book of Second Ezra, chapter fifteen and verse twenty eight. It's a part of the Bible called the Apocrypha, which was removed because it was it was so true. It was causing uprisings during the time of slavery. It was causing us, the children of Israel, to rise up against the uh, to rise up against the Edomites, against the Caucasians, and that's how Haiti is free now. That's how Haiti is a free country. So this is the book of Second Ezra. Ezra himself being a Levite, who would you call a Haitian today? This is the book of 2nd Ezra chapter 15 and verse 28. Behold, an horrible vision. So the creator was showing Ezra, who would be a, a Haitian today, a vision, a vision of what would happen in the future. That's what a vision is. A vision is exactly what will happen in the future. And it was a horrible one. And the appearance there were from the east, from what part of the... What part of the earth do we call the east? We call America the west and we call the and we call the old world the east. What part of, exactly of the east? The middle east and I'm about to show you. Keep on reading. This is the book of 20 uh verse 29 where the nations of the dragons of Arabia, where do all the Arabs live? The middle east. There was no such thing as a Middle East until until the um, until the Suez Canal was made, until the white man came into power. But <clears throat> the Middle East, this is the part of the East, the Middle East, where the nations of the dragons of Arabia shall come with many chariots. So the nations, they're going to gather together. They're going to gather together. Right now, they're divided. Right now, they, they are divided. They're divided because of of one country is doing better than the other country. One nation is doing better than the other nation. One nation is in agreement with America and is being fed by America, while the other country is not. One country is is uh in in uh in bed with Israel and another country is not. Another country of the Arabians is is poor and another one is rich. This is what's dividing them. But the vision says that where the nations of the dragons of Arabia shall come together with many chariots and the multitude of them shall be carried as the wind upon the earth, that all that that all they which hear them may fear and tremble. This vision says that they're they're going to gather together. This is why I'm saying that this is why I was saying I was saying that it's Bible prophecy It's Bible prophecy. The mentality for them to be all gathered together as lions against little America it's a prophecy and they will gather together why because the vision shall come to pass every single word in the bible has already came every well most of the bible has come to pass and this part of the bible has not come to pass yet because so much prophecy in the bible has been fulfilled already it's surely gonna happen that the nations of the dragons of arabia shall gather together against who against who against who Let's read on verse 30. Also the Carmanians, the Carmanians are the Iranians. Raging in wrath shall go forth as the wild boars of the wood. And with great power shall they come and join battle with them. So the Iranians are going to join the Arabians. Are, are going to join all the nations of... Are, are going to join all the nations of, of the Arabs. They're going to join them. And shall waste a portion of the land of the Assyrians. They're going to go against little America. Against the land of Israel. The Israelis they're going to go against. Because of exactly what's happening now. What's happening. What's going to happen is that Palestine is going to be. Gaza is going to be destroyed. 
no more the Palestines will go under martial law and this is going to cause this is going to cause the all the Arab nations to start plotting to, to start fulfilling that in which the, that in which I just showed you the post the post that they're posting what's in their mind for them to gather together against little America that little rat so this is what they're gonna this is what they're gonna do verse 31. And then shall the dragons have the upper hand. The only way for y'all to get the upper hand is for y'all to gather together, remembering their nature. And if they shall turn themselves conspiring together in power to persecute them. If you gather together, then if the Arabs gather together, then will they overcome the, uh, the Israelis. That's the only way. And that's the only way it's going to happen. It's going to happen because look, the posting was their posting. They're posting about gathering together already. So it's about to be fulfilled. All right. So just watch, just watch. The Bible is going to show itself true. Word, the word of God is going to show itself true. The Bible clearly reveals to us that there will be a man who will take control of all things and will govern the world like no other leader in the history of humanity has been able to do. This man will be charismatic and will have a speech that will conquer everyone. His power of persuasion will convince the inhabitants of the earth that in his hands all the problems of the nations will finally be solved. The truth is that the world has never seen anyone as powerful, influential, and intelligent as this man. And this will happen for one reason only, because he will have in his hands the power that comes directly from the enemy of our souls. Satan. See what the Bible says about him in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. The coming of the lawless one will be in accordance with how Satan works. He will use all sorts of displays of power through signs and wonders that serve the lie and all the ways that wickedness deceives those who are perishing. They perish because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. And who is this man? I ask you. He is the Antichrist. The evil being who will rise up against God and exalt himself above all things, even to the point of sitting in the sanctuary of the Lord and claiming that he himself is God. And he will do all of this because he desires the same thing that the devil has always desired, to occupy the place of the Most High God in Isaiah chapter 14. It is written like this, How you have fallen from heaven. Morning star, son of the dawn, you have been cast down to the earth, you who once laid low the nations. You said in your heart, I will ascend to the heavens. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit enthroned on the Mount of Assembly, on the utmost heights of Mount Zion. I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the Most High. And the question that remains is when will the Antichrist come to earth? Has he already been born? Is he just waiting for the fulfillment of biblical prophecies to be announced as the one who will save the world? It is exactly on this issue that we will deal with in this video. I will prove to you that the Antichrist is already here, acting without any of us realizing it. Okay. But before we begin, I really want you to subscribe. The New Testament tells us that Satan tempted Jesus three times while the Lord was fasting in the desert preparing to take on his ministry here on earth. In the first moment he came to Christ and wanted to convince him to kill his hunger by turning stones into bread. Then he took Jesus to a very high place from where they could see the whole earth. Then Satan proposed to give him power over everything if Jesus kneeled before him. And finally the enemy led Christ to the top of the temple and told him to jump so that God's angels would rescue him and save his life before the eyes of all the Jews who did not believe that he was the Messiah sent by God, brothers and sisters. Notice one thing in these three situations, in all of them. Satan offered good things to Jesus, but in return he wanted worship and disobedience to the word of God, and that is exactly the same thing he does with all of us today. The devil offers us everything that is good and pleasing to our carnal eyes, but in return, he wants us to stop praying and seeking God. And that is exactly what the Antichrist will want the world to do after he is announced to all the inhabitants of the earth. Still, in the book of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, we see that in the last days there will be a great apostasy. That is the abandonment of the faith of many who once gave their lives to Jesus 
they will serve the devil even without realizing it, giving the Antichrist full control over their lives. See what the word of the Lord says concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered to him. We ask you, brothers and sisters, not to become easily unsettled or alarmed by the teaching allegedly from us, whether by a prophecy or by word of mouth or by letter, asserting that the day of the Lord has already come. Don't let anyone deceive you in any way, for that day will not come until the rebellion occurs and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the man doomed to destruction. He will oppose and will exalt himself over everything that is called God or is worshipped, so that he sets himself up in God's temple, proclaiming himself to be God. Note that this passage says that the Antichrist will sit in the sanctuary of God and proclaim himself as God. Because of this, Bible scholars, especially those who study the end times, believe that this refers to the third temple that will be built in Jerusalem, exactly in the same place where the Temple of Solomon was built. And this construction will really exist. Some even say that the governments of Israel and Palestine have already begun negotiations for the future construction of this temple, which would house the religious people of both peoples and, according to prophecies, would be taken over by the Antichrist. However, my brothers and sisters, I want to draw your attention to something. And for this, I want to read with you a passage that is in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. It says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies, brothers and sisters. We are the sanctuary of God here on earth. The Antichrist has not yet been announced but he is already sitting on the hearts of human beings, controlling them and proclaiming himself as the God of their lives. Many people still see the coming of the Antichrist as a future thing, but no, he is already among us. Just look at the world around us, at the things that have been happening. To realize that he is already dominating the human heart and secretly installing his throne in it. And it is not me who is saying this, but the Bible itself. Pay attention to what the Apostle John wrote. This is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, but every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the Spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and even now is already in the world. So the advice I give you is not to wait for the construction of the third temple in Jerusalem, or for the announcement of the peace agreement between the major nations and religions. Instead, watch out so that you do not give space to the enemy in your life. Do not allow the spirit of the Antichrist to dominate your heart and make it his temple. Rather, you need to give your heart and life to Jesus Christ. Just before the time of Christ, Judea was controlled by an Edomite faction. That's, uh, Edomite faction is Idumean faction, it's the same word, good? Who usurped the Judite name. See that? Who took the Judite name. That's how they became Jews. Go ahead. Land and heritage. Uh, 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 uh. Y'all see that where they take, brothers? Land and heritage. Raise it up. Now, this is written by the white man. I didn't write, no, but I didn't write this book. Go ahead. Historically, <laughs> the Edomites became known as Jews. See that? Mm, mm, mm. A term derived from Judea which was derived from the name Judah, being the royal line of Israel, though they were never of Judah or Israel. Y'all see that? And that's what the white man wrote. And to save us from the lands of our captivity. Is America a land of our captivity? He said he's gonna save us from here. Go ahead. And Jacob shall return. And Jacob, the true Israelites, shall return. Return from where? captivity wait a minute did the white man in israel return from any kind of captivity when they were in poland and russia no they were not in captivity the hell is this read it again below i will save thee. wait a minute in case you don't know what captivity means it means slavery oh we were in the death camps we was in auschwitz that ain't what the bible talking about get a clue have a clue. Read it again. Below, I will save thee from afar, and thy seed from the land of their captivity, and Jacob shall return, 
and shall be in rest. That's why Christ said, come unto me, all ye that labor in a heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And a plant of a great people. The grape of the cluster and a plant of a great people. That's the Israelites. Everybody understand that? Read on. Let the multitude perish then. Oh, this might, uh, some of y'all got friends of other nations. You know, you go to work, you might have that one Edomite or East Indian or Chinese. That treat you right. You kind of like them. They're nice to you. But watch. That, that has nothing to do with what God says. Read it again, verse 22. Let the multitude perish then, which was born in vain. Uh-oh. And let my grape be kept and my plant. For with great labor have I made it perfect. Y'all see that? Let the multitude perish then, which was born in vain. What about the other nations? The Bible says, let the multitude perish. I just came from the gates to Gaza with a deep emotion and a broken heart. Uh, on one hand, to see the generosity of drivers of more than 100 trucks. Uh, some have been there for uh, a few days, uh, waiting to be able to cross. And they are a lifeline uh, to the people in Gaza. The difference between death and life, uh, uh, with water, with food, uh, uh, with uh, medicines, with everything the people of Gaza needs. And at the same time, when we have the trucks stuck, at the border, we have the people in Gaza in a dramatic situation. Children, mothers, elderly people, all without water, without electricity, without food, without medicine. We are engaging very actively with Israelis, with Egyptians, with Americans, to see if as soon as possible, we are able to move the trucks from Egypt into Gaza. Study the Bible so I know it well. Yeah, can't let nobody make myself a cell. Can't even lie, yeah, I still struggle, but I know myself. I fear God, I told him I don't want to go to hell. Pray for the sermon, I'll be asking what's the gift in me. Must be this music, cause the world think I'm so sick with it. I switch my style, some people love it, some trying to get with it. I think what matters most is I'm living out what's God written. I make mistakes, but I embrace them, I'm still human. I escape from that place that made me feel ruined. So every day I still chase what I think I'm losing. And pray to God in the end that I don't look stupid. Why do I feel I'm unable, double-minded, I'm unstable? Wanna put all me on the table so God can make me an angel. Was living life like Cain, cause I was jealous of Abel. God told me, look up, child, I just wanna save you. I need to hear your voice in life so I could get through this. For you, I shoot for the stars every time and I don't miss. Every time I drop a hit, I still don't feel the bliss. And deep down, I know it's only cause I'm still living in sin. You transform my pen, they laughed at me, now I'm laughing with them. Transform my gifts so now I can't even rap with them. I need to use my talents cause the devil be distracting them.